comes. Here. And watch out! He's got Wow. Point, because there's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way. Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, special Wednesday edition. Walk It In podcast episode 81. Jeff is already wearing his Ghost Tree merchandise. He's living large. Come back from Bandon Dunes. Hit another winner. Jason Day, Byron Nelson. Jeff, what's up, man? Big week for you. Yeah, man, good to be here. Uh, rocking the best logo of all the Bandon courses currently. Um, 12 hours, actually, I guess a little bit more than that, maybe 24 hours removed from the property and reminiscing on everything. Uh, my golf game was a bit shaky, but Jason Day's was not. And I told you off air that I saw zero shots of the Byron Nelson, but uh, the Jason Day win is the mark bump is officially a thing. So before we get of our before we give our PGA picks, you need to tell the people who you bet on again last week so they can yeah. bet accordingly. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring this up. So, uh, again, uh, another instance where I was uh, a week or two um, early on, on a winner. So, uh, for all the listeners, um, at uh, at the Wells Fargo, uh, I bet um, uh, on Jason Day and... Uh, this week, um, or this past week at, at Byron Nelson, I had K.H. Lee, Matt Kuchar, Tom Hoagie, and uh, I think it was just those three, actually. Yeah, K.H. Lee, Matt Kuchar, and Tom Hoagie. So um, if you guys want to put your money on on one of those three, <laughs> maybe we, we might have a, uh, a long shot at the PGA this week. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I think... It may be difficult going into a major trying to pick off that card, but maybe the mark bump just takes a week off, right? And we yeah, bring right. It back. We'll see. We bring it back next week. Yeah, um, Tom Hoagie. PGA. Tom Hoagie's locked in next week. There we go. Tom Hoagie, circle <laughs> it now. Uh, yeah. What are we? Where are we next week? I don't want to get ahead of the PGA Championship, but off the top of your uh, head, do you know? Do you know where we're headed? I, I want to say head. it's an. It's the Charles Schwab Challenge. It's the at Colonial yeah. uh, mm-hmm. next week. So, and then it's another designated event at Memorial. That's right. But anyways, yeah, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Uh, we have to talk, we have to band of dunes quickly. Yeah, we have to talk Oak Hill um, in the PGA Championship. So, what do you you've been to Bandon? What, what perspective would you like from me uh, that yeah. you think the listeners should hear? So, I want a Spark Notes recap for the listeners of the experience uh talking like what it's like to just be on property for the week right yeah. you don't have to leave property everything's right there the accommodations right uh some of your favorite uh things maybe some some of your least favorite things and if you want to maybe give give a course ranking for the listeners i can give a course ranking that sounds like fun um yeah my immediate takeaways are a uh, few things in life are as hyped as Bandon Dunes and even fewer things in life live up to said hype. And my initial impression to Bandon Dune is that it is both of those things. It is worth the hype and it lives up to the hype and maybe then some. Um, we were there from Friday until Sunday. Uh, sorry, from Friday until Tuesday morning. Jeez, my days are so turned around. Um, that's what happens when you're you know, in golf Disneyland for uh, four days. Uh, 
I, I agree with you on the accommodations part. Like when you get there, you don't need any, you don't need anything else. Like everything you need is taken care of your transportation, your, I mean, yeah, you, you pay for your food, you, you pay for everything. Right. But it's all on property. I've been to sand Valley um, with same kind of setup. Also Kaiser owned. Um, I've been to Pinehurst. I've been to uh, whistling Straits. And these different complexes and nothing holds a candle to what Bannon Dunes provides. The vibe of everybody there, the, uh, the staff, the, the accommodations, like you mentioned, um, we played quick, just quick rundown. We did Bannon trails first on Saturday. We did 36 holes that day. So we did Bannon trails and then straight over to Pacific Dunes. The next day we did old Mac straight over to sheep ranch. And then the next day we did preserve, we did band and dunes in the morning and preserve the par three course in the evening. It was when my feet are blistered beyond belief. I changed socks. I changed shoes. Didn't matter. Um, Weather was pristine. No real issues other than an 88 degree day. That's crazy. It was the, our caddy said they've never, it was an East wind. And when you're on the coast, the prevailing wind in the summer is a north wind. In the in the uh, winter, it's a south wind. You'll get west winds and things will swirl. But the caddy said he'd never seen it blow as hard as it was from the east. I mean, we're talking 25, 30 mile per hour winds from the east. Thank God, though, because if not, the heat would have been unbearable. Because 88 degrees, 36 mm-hmm. holes. It reminded me of when you and I were in um, Myrtle Beach together. And it's like, yeah. you're just... You're so uncomfortable. You don't want to swing a golf club. Yeah, I hear that. That's crazy. And no, like, no downpours to speak. No of. downpours. No, wow. no rain. Sunshine. I mean, low clouds. Some mistiness at times. But yeah, we didn't get hit by the weather bug. So we were very fortunate. That's great. That's great. Um, Old Mac and Sheep Ranch in the same day sounds like I don't know my dream scenario <laughs> I, I would do that i would do that just about every day um if yeah. i could and i do i love some of the other courses obviously right Bandon, Bandon, and preserve i would do uh every, mm-hmm. every day as well but uh i man, mean that's even, is nice. even the punch bowl which is their mega mm-hmm. putt putt basically i mean it's like adult putt putt right it's huge mounds undulation everywhere and so fun. We did that on Monday between Band and Dunes and, and Preserve. I would have gone over there every day, had a few mm-hmm. beers, put it around the course. Um, Love punch ball. You, you think about like the, um, I know Whistling Straits has one, or I, I know Sand Valley has one. I know um, we have one at, there's one at Pinehurst where they set up these little 18 hole tracks. Mm-hmm. There's two 18 hole tracks at, uh, at the punch bowl. And yeah, just some pretty dramatic uh, bumps and things to play with. So, had a great time. Uh, you wanted my course ranking, right? Yeah, so give I, us the course ranking. Well, you you give yours quickly because you just kind of talked about Old Mac and Sheep. Why don't you give yeah. the listeners yours and we'll see where mine stacks according to yours. I would probably say – I would say Bandon Dunes. Okay. Sheep Ranch. Okay. Old Mac. Um dunes and trails dunes and then okay fair enough Mm -hmm. okay we we differ um somewhat dramatically yeah i mean to be fair all the courses are awesome um for context we we had arrived and 
all the greens except for Pacific Dunes had been punched roughly three weeks ago. Um, so Pacific Dunes was was clean, but everything else still a little bumpy. Whatever. Like in the grand scheme of things, you know, we had great weather. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't, everything can't be perfect. But yeah. this certainly factored in a little bit. Sure. My order is Bandon Dunes, number one. That place is awesome. And some of the uniqueness to that course just yes. would be would be an entire hour to just describe each hole. Um, I did not play well all week. My only two birdies came at Bandon Dunes. Should have had three um, bookends on one and 18 and uh, played played decent. Not good, but played decent. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. My second... My second is Bandon Trails, and I played like shit on Bandon Trails. I was a mess on Bandon Trails. But still that loved place, it. loved it, loved it. Loved the elevation changes, loved the scenery. I just love the contrast of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's your it's your last one. Yeah. My third one is Old Mac. You love Old Mac. I think Old mm-hmm. Mac is so cool. Um, so cool. Yeah, it, the Ghost Tree logo is the best logo, but the course itself is, is awesome. So many cool template holes and um, a few holes that kind of get redundant in the middle, but there's some real good pops out there. Holes Mm -hmm. that really catch your eye. Um, My fourth one is Pacific dunes. I I, I'd love to play that again. I think I was very frustrated from my round at trails. Wasn't feeling great about my game. The wind was howling as you would expect. It would. Right. Pacific was good. I just feel like I need to give that another run back. I'll be curious to see next time I go, if my rankings change on that one. And then my last one was sheep. We played sheep in the evening. We had to sprint through hole 17 and 18 to make it in before it got pitch black out. 16, 17 might be two of the best back-to-back holes on the property. 16 so par three, 17 is a short par four with its own kind of version of a ghost tree. Uh, or very cool. right, right, right before the green. Uh, yeah exactly my only concern with that place was that the greens were pretty burnt out plus the punching um quality there suffered Mm -hmm. but still a very cool track and you can't complain about any of them so i can't wait to go back i can't wait till we're there we should record an episode one time and band it on our next trip um what a what a place and uh i could go on and on but we also have to give people some picks on the pga yeah, let's uh listen, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you had a great time. Um now when I pump my chest about cool places that I've been, you can join That's me right. with Bandon. Um <laughs> but uh awesome. Let's uh Let's give the listeners uh what they're really here for and that's uh some picks. Try to win money. Jeff's yeah. coming off uh Jason Day win another win to the collection um f- for the group here this season. Now we move over to another major um Live Golf uh is involved and mm-hmm. superstars abound so um jeff why don't we start with um the the odds board and get right into it yeah let's do it um yeah i three three wins so far this year i think i think marks do um so turn up the volume on marks picks i think the the big winner is coming he's he's a big game hunter it's his time and uh we do have all the big dogs in the field we'll start with scotty scheffler Shortest odds currently Wednesday morning at seven to one, followed quickly by John Rahm at seven and a half to one. Those are your two guys shorter than 10 to one odds. Obviously, the leader or the, the odds board is jam-packed in the teens and in the 20s. I'm sure we'll spend some time there, but let's just quickly dissect. For me, Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm are not on the card. Mark, for you, did they make it? No, no, they didn't. Um, 
I obviously I expect both of them to play well. I always do. Yeah. But um uh, a little little bit short uh considering how uh how many superstars are in this field. Um and uh you know they haven't been necessarily running away with with win after win after win. So um some some value elsewhere for sure. Yeah. I did get some exposure to Ram and I'll share that later on as we work our way through the card. But yeah, neither one of them made it for me. Uh, the teens and the twenties, I'm just going to list off some names and we'll, we'll see who starts to pop on, on each of our cards. Reminder with them being a major, we have seven units each. So we'll get through these pretty quickly. Uh, we won't belabor the point on anyone because we probably have a number of golfers on each of our cards. Let's start in the teens. Rory, 14 to 1. Xander, 16 to 1. Cantley, 16 to 1. And uh, we'll even throw in the 20s here. You got Kepka, Finau, Jason Day, Colin Morikawa, all currently shorter than 30 to 1 for this week's PGA Championship. Mark, I'm going to kick it to you first. Anybody from mm-hmm. your card that is, uh, is your card starting in this window? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's a guy that we've been waiting uh, to, to win a major playing really well. Um, you've been on him a couple times here recently and that's, uh, your guy Xander Shoffley. Uh, yeah. he is. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily want to do it before I, um, before I saw the odds, but then I got into it and his stats all check out. Um, he's seventh on tour this year in, uh, strokes gained T to green. He's fifth in strokes gained approach, uh, over his last 16 rounds. Um, he's 14th in this field strokes gain putting. He's doing it all right now. His last, um, his last handful of starts, uh, you're looking at a solo second T4, solo four, T10, T5. Um, so he's got, um, four top fives in his last five starts, all five top tens. Um, he's rolling right now. And aside from one missed cut at the PGA in 2021, uh, he's got success at this tournament as well. So I am on Xander, um, 16 to one half unit and a top 10 at plus 175 for uh, three quarters of a unit. In preparation for the podcast and listening to other content, I think it was really well said um, on the, the No Laying Up podcast. I can't remember which of the guys said it, but the idea that this PGA championship is always a test of sort of like all the check boxes, right? It's like the one place, one tournament where it's as thorough of a test as you're going to find. And Xander Shoffley across the entire bag might have one of the most complete games. Um, it's just a matter of putting it together for four rounds in a tournament that has um, some punch to it. With all the big names, Xander can't afford to have, you know, a nine-hole stretch where he he just kind of forgets how to putt or starts striking his irons poorly. Like, put it all together for four rounds and, and he's got as much win equity as anybody in the field simply because his bag is as good as it is. And I'm saying all this because I'm going to build right on top of your point. I don't have Xander, but I'm taking Patrick Cantley at 16 to mm-hmm. one to his win. Buddy. Because I think this, I think the same thing. I think both of them are cut from the same cloth. Patrick Cantley's had some success on bent grass courses, the Memorial being one of them. That's what we have at Oak Hill this week. And just like Xander, he's as thorough of a golfer as you're going to find. Approach off the tee, it's it's actually hard to find somebody who is, and spoiler alert, I have a couple of them on my card, but it's hard to find someone who's as consistent off the tee with plus distance and plus accuracy. And that's Patrick Cantlay in a week where he's probably going to need it. Very long par 70 on tap for Oak Hill. 
And I love that he actually lost strokes on approach the other week at Wells Fargo. When he's done that, he's bounced back in a big way the next week in the last couple of years. So I think he'll get some tweaks in and I like him to win at 16 to one for a half unit and a top 10 at plus 180 for one and a half units. All right. Working our way through the rest of the board here. Um, we both seem to have passed on Rory. Um, we can probably talk about in another episode sort of where Rory is at right now. Supposedly he's talked to Tiger. Tiger had some suggestions for him. Maybe he comes out there and blitzes the field. He's been distancing himself from being the PGA Tour um, sort of spokesperson and saving Jay Monahan's job. I think Roy's back to focusing on golf. We'll see what happens this week. But uh, can you confirm? He brought his, no, Roy... he brought his uh, swing coach, I think, with him this week. So we'll see. I guess maybe he, he means business this week. Yeah, after that master showing a reset button in, in a, more than a few ways is probably a good thing for Rory. Um, let's talk about the 20s. I, I mentioned yeah. names already. Um, Kepka, Finau, Day, Morikawa, anybody there for you? Yes, sir. Brooks Kepka um, wanted to He's pull back. the trigger. Yeah, I, I wanted to pull the trigger at the Masters. I did when we previewed the Masters. I said, if, if I'm going to take a live guy, it's Brooks and um, – I would expect him to be up there. Well, lesson learned, 54-hole leader at Augusta, uh, finished uh, in second. He's already got two PGA championships. Uh, big game hunter. We don't have to uh, to belabor that point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Brooks is, Brooks is back. He's he's back on the PGA Tour uh, for a weekend to, to prove a point that uh, he's still got it and he can still smoke these fools, um, as I'm sure he's thinking in his mind. Um, so, uh, definitely, uh, wanted some, some Brooks, ex Brooks exposure this week, 20 to one half unit top 20 is even money. And I've got a full unit there. So, uh, win bet and a top 20 on Brooks. There's an interesting thread and I'm, I'm going to pull on it. Um, I'm going to jump down the board a little bit here, but I, for both of us, right. We've had plenty of things to say about live. You mentioned wanting to take Brooks, the masters didn't, he competed, didn't win. I'm also dipping a toe, maybe two toes, into Live Waters this week, um, partly, mostly because of value. And I'm going to hit them quickly because they're just straight win bets because uh, I like this. With seven units and a little bit more to play with, I thought I'd like to see um, both these guys on my card. The first is Dustin Johnson. Obviously, he won last week um, at Tulsa. He's 30-1 to one this week, quarter unit. There's so much history with DJ in the PGA Championship. I think he's got a good chance to come out here and win. I, I still think he cares. Um, his distance off the tee, everything else that he does, you know, I don't, I don't really, I honestly have not watched a live shot of Justin Johnson in months. I mean, I don't even think I saw a at least, live shot of his at, at yeah. the Masters. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's been a, it's been a long time. I just, I think that this might match up well for him. And I'm also going to take Cam Smith. Cam Smith, I'll say a little bit more on. I've got a 35-to-1 ticket for a quarter of a unit. He was very clear at the Masters that his game was not in a position to win, and he had sort of opted out of, of caring about golf for a while. Since then, he's come out and actually played pretty well on the Live Tour. Whatever you think of the field, quality, the format, whatever, he's played good golf. That translates. And I think even in this setting, he will still be a force to be reckoned with with his short game. His distance and, and, and accuracy off the tee is always a question mark. But everything else short game-wise, he can bail himself out of some tough spots. Um, Old Mac, when we were there, they had a template hole of the road hole. 
And everyone remembers when he had to make that putt, I believe, on the road hole and mm-hmm. played that slinging putt around the bunker. Um, gave me Cam Smith vibes, 35 to 1 for a quarter unit. I'm going to take both those guys this week. Nothing other All right. than a win bet, though. Okay. Um, I'll stay in uh, in the 30s. Um because I've got a, a few guys there. So just to uh, to real real quick in the 30s on DraftKings, you've got uh Fitzpatrick, DJ, Cam Young at 30 to 1, Hovland, Hatton, Sungjae, JT and Cam Smith at 35 to 1. So real uh bunched up crowd there at 30 to 1 and 35 to 1. I've got two guys at 35 to 1. Uh, the first is my boy Tyrell Hatton. Uh Tyrell Let's Hatton. Let's go. I'm yep, partnering with you on this week. I'm on it. All right. Too. Let's do it. Had to go back to the well. We'll tag team this handicap. Uh, T5 at the Byron Nelson. Um, played really, really well. 68, 67. And then what was really impressive uh, on the weekend, shot 65, 64. Uh, T3 at the Wells Fargo before that. Uh, he's absolutely humming right now. Um, has some success uh, at the PGA. But um, I, I just really love how he's playing. He's sixth on tour this year, strokes gained tee to green. He's 11th on tour in strokes gained approach. Um, I Everything checks out for me. Um, I know you really get into uh, the, the data golf and the trend lines, Jeff. So if you wanted to give some more insight on Terrell Hatton, I think he, he checks all the boxes for me this week. Yeah, I, I don't even have – I mean, the trend line is just up and to the right. It's it's yeah. not even like there's been a kind of one of those blips where you're expecting to bounce back because of how they've sort of fallen short in the past. And as I was giving the kind of candy cap on Cantlay, you just said it. It's just been consistency out of him. You know, not a great showing at the Masters and, and had maybe a little bit of a come down in that window back in April. But since then, he's bounced right back. You've mentioned some of his finishing positions and I really like him this week because he's another guy who is consistently longer than the average PGA Tour pro off the tee and more accurate. And it's just, again, in these formats, I think that really ends up playing well. And his around the green game and his putter, like we're not talking about Colin Morikawa here, who is also one of those elite drivers of mm-hmm. the golf ball from an accuracy and distance perspective, but you don't know what you're going to get around the green. I took Hatton this week because of everything you said. So you nailed it. Awesome. Uh, next guy I've got at did you, 35 did to you, one. Oh, did you give your, um, I, I took him for a half unit on the win at oh. top 20 plus 130 for one unit. I have got half unit on a win and one unit top 20 plus 150. Cool. So we're both riding mm-hmm. the hat and train. All right. Yep. Onward, Let's sir. do it. Yeah. Next guy is also 35 to one defending champion, Justin Thomas. Um, nice. he, hasn't uh he he hasn't combined with Colin Morikawa to win all the majors yet this year um but uh, I still do believe in, in Justin Thomas I believe that he'll get his putting right and um and he's going to be competing in, in uh in majors this year obviously missed the cut at the Masters but since then T25 at the Heritage T14 at uh at the Wells Fargo um in his last uh 16 rounds Yes, his putting is absolutely atrocious, but he is sixth in this field, strokes gained tee to green, 16th in approach, um, and 32nd around the green. He's just got to be better on it. So um, he's trending up with uh, his last two results, and uh, I still believe that uh, the JT will will perform well. So 
I've got a half unit on a win at 35 to one, and then a tiny bit uh, smaller wager on a top 20, three quarters of a unit at plus 125 for, for JT. JT was one of the last guys to get crossed off my card. I really like JT this week. I just, um, I, I don't know why, but I just wasn't feeling, um, wasn't feeling it. So I like him though, for all the reasons you stated, just there's only so many units to go around. I wasn't we feeling are, my guy Jason Day last week, and he won. So maybe that holds well for uh, JT. It may, and uh, we're gonna stay in this thirty-five window. There's just I think a ton of value. I've already mentioned guys that I was taking Cam Smith, and then obviously Dustin Johnson at thirty. I got one more, and it's kind of hard to imagine this guy winning a major. He has one PGA Tour victory. I still think his game stacks up so well for something like this, and that's Victor Hovland. 35 to one, a quarter unit. Again, elite driver of the golf You cannot quit him. No, I can't. It's tough, man, because every time I look at his stats and his finishing positions over the course of this season, like an absolute, like just, just a great window from, I'm looking at it right now, from basically early in the fall all the way through the Masters. He's rattling off top tens. He's it. He won the Hero World Challenge, big whoop, whatever. I've already mentioned that in previous podcasts. But like when you take his driving skill, you still have the issues with the short game. It's the exact opposite of Ter- Terrell Hatton. But I think it's coming, and I'm not gonna miss it. And I'll just fine. I'll just keep burning, burning units. But I'm burning the boats, baby. I'm not mm-hmm. leaving the island until we're walking off with the Victor mm-hmm. Hovland win bet. And that's a 25, sorry, 35 to one for a quarter unit, and a top 20 at plus 130 for a unit. Um, I think he's got a chance. You keep doing you, Jeffrey. I'll just keep burning my bets. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you still floating around in the 30s or can we move on? We can move on. Yeah, let's keep going. So only two guys in the 40s, uh, Max Homa and Jordan Spieth. Um, are you on either of them? I have a solo win bet on Jordan Spieth at 45 to 1 for a quarter unit. Okay. Don't know what the risk situation is, but at 45 to 1, again, with his ball striking skills and short game, like it sets up so well. And mm-hmm. and if it's a quarter unit that just, you know, he comes out there on Thursday and he's a shell of himself with an injury, fine. So be it. But at 45 to one, I can't, I can't not take it. So quarter, quarter unit on that win. Okay. Uh, the next window we start in the the fifties. So uh, I'm, I'm right here. You know who I'm going to be on Jeff. It's Ricky Fowler. Uh, yes, sir. 50, 55 to one. I am tired of talking about how back he is until the next time I mention how back he is because the guy is so back. Um, and I feel vindicated personally that Jason Day won last week because we have been up on the soapbox um, for a long time, um, basically the entire calendar year about Jason Day. And Ricky is no different. And his time is coming. He's back inside the top 50. Um, in the uh, official world golf rankings, his last uh, his last four months: t eleven, t ten, t twenty, t thirty one, t thirteen, t seventeen, t ten, t fifteen, t fourteen. The guy is on fire. There's no denying it. You can hate Ricky all you want, but he's humming along. His last sixteen rounds: seventeenth in this field, strokes gained, t to green, eleventh, strokes gained approach, seventeenth, strokes gained putting. He's doing it all. And at 55 to one, um, it's insane value. No, he has not won a major, um, but 
as betters, you look for value and um, Ricky at, at 55 to one, the way he's playing is insane. So um, my official bets on him quarter of a unit uh, on the win and then three quarters of a unit on a top 20, which is plus 210. Um, I've got more to come on, on a Ricky top 20 later, uh, but uh, plus 210 for, for top 20 is insane. There's Lock guys we up. can't quit. Yeah, there's guys we can't quit. Mine's Victor. Yours is Ricky. Ricky's trending very well, and it just may it just may happen that uh, you called Sam Burns being back, and he came out there. I think where where did Sam Burns win earlier this year? Did he win? He won match. We're play. still wait. That's right. That's right. He won the match play. Thank you. Right. And then right thought, after Valspar. Mm-hmm. Right. And you called him back. You called Jason Day back. He won. You called Ricky back. Could be this one. Could yeah. be another one. But you're people not didn't miss ex- it. People didn't expect. 60-year-old Phil Mickelson to win the PGA at Kiowa. This would be less shocking than that. Um, Absolutely less shocking than that. A a lot more realistic, at least going into it. Yeah, I don't even remember what Phil went off at on the odds board. He was 500 to 1, I think, or something crazy. Right, right. So just pure numbers basis, the probability Mm -hmm. of this is much much more likely. Uh, I have one more guy. I'm, I'm going to go depth here, and then I have a, a parlay to share. Yeah. And then I'm done. Where Let's are go. you? Yes, just one parlay left. Okay. So I have one guy who is in the towards the bottom of the odds boards. He's at 250 to 1. I am not betting him to win, but I am going to take a top 30, and that's on JJ Spawn. Uh, 3 to 1 for a half unit. He's been on a really nice run with his irons over the last five weeks. And his game has been steadily improving over the last couple of years. That's a wide, wide window when we're talking about trend lines. But JJ Spawn continues to pop up here and there. And I just, as much as I believe that one of the big dogs is going to come out with this, I think there's plenty of room for somebody deep down the odds boards to be in the mix. And mm-hmm. I think JJ Spawn could be in the mix. I don't like it enough to take anything more than a top 30. But I think a top thirty at three to one with where his game's at is is a nice nice opportunity to uh, to come back for a half unit. All so right. those are my individual golfers. Lots of names this week. I feel like I've spread myself a bit further than I'd like to, and I still have three golfers in this parlay that I have not bet on yet. So <laughs> I'm go for it. I, I'm all over the place, man. Um, my finishing parlay. Uh, it's a top 20 finish parlay. I mentioned how John Rahm. How fun are these bets, huh? These are, these are the best. I've mentioned John Rahm earlier. I don't need to say anything about why I think John Rahm's going to finish top 20. It's obvious. Sung J.M., another guy who, from a ball striking perspective, you can't get much better, and he's not a liability around the greens. I think a top 20 is a very safe floor for Sung Jae. I think he has much better equity this week, potential equity. And then Max Homa, kind of the forgotten man. Uh, he's won on the in the Northeast before, I guess the East we'll call it. Um, but I, I just think Homa is going to start to show a little bit more form because I still believe he's going to be the winner at the U.S. Open at LA Country Club here in a couple months, and I think this is going to be a nice catalyst for him uh, to show some of his major chops before he goes out and wins one at LACC. That parlay pays five and a half to one, and I've got one unit on it. All right. Um, I have a top uh, finish parlay as well. Um, I've got Scotty Scheffler top five. I didn't um, I didn't spoil it at the top of the show, but I did still want some some Scotty uh, exposure. Scotty top five. Matt Fitzpatrick uh, top ten. Um, 
Yeah, he he won at Harbor Town. He's playing pretty well. Finished T five at the PGA last year. Um, he's proven that uh, he's a major winner and, and will compete at majors. And then Ricky, top twenty. Um, what more can we say about the guy? Um, Forty to one is that that three man parlay. Uh, I'm gonna put half a unit on it. Crazy value again. Scheffler top five. Matt Fitzpatrick top ten. Ricky top twenty. Forty to one half unit. Love it. Got a lot of golfers, a lot of names, major week. There's seven units for both of us. Quick recap of the card. I'll run it down first. I'm sitting with the Patrick Cantley win bet 16 to one for a half unit and a top 10 plus 180 for one and a half units. My highest exposure on the card this week is Cantley with two units. Terrell Hatton, half unit to win at 35 to one marks on him as well. Top 20 plus 130 for a unit. Hovland, 35 to one quarter unit, top 20 plus 130. I've got two live guys, DJ at 30 to 1, Cam Smith at 35 to 1, both for a quarter unit, just straight win bets. Jordan Speed with his ball striking abilities. I'm going to take the risk with the wrist, and I'm going to take him at 45 to 1 for a quarter unit. JJ Spawn, a little bit of a depth shot here, only to top 30 at 3 to 1 for a half unit. And the Rom Sung J Homa, top 20 finish parlay, 5.5 to 1 for a unit. I am on Xander Shoffley, uh, 16 to 1 half unit and a top 10 at plus 175 for three quarters of a unit. Uh, my lone live guy is Brooks, big game hunter, 20 to 1 half unit and a full unit on a top 20 at even money. Tyrrell Hatton, 35 to 1 half unit uh, win bet and then a full unit top 20 at plus 150. Another guy at 35 to 1 is JT. Uh, defending champion, half a unit um, on the win bet and three quarters of a unit on a top 20 at plus 125. And then Ricky Fowler, tons of value inside the top 50, but his odds are 55 to one quarter of a unit on the win, three quarters of a unit on a top 20 at plus 210 for Ricky. And then I've got a uh, top finish parlay, three guys, Scotty Scheffler, top five. Matt Fitzpatrick, top 10. Ricky Fowler, top 20. 40 to one, half unit. Okay. That'll do it this week for the major championship edition of the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. The tournament is Wednesday morning, 930 Eastern. Um, so you'll be listening to this just a couple, uh, about 24 hours-ish until they tee off on uh, Thursday morning. So get those bets in quickly. Lots of names for you to peruse through this week between Mark and myself, but uh, certainly feels like maybe Terrell Hatton would be, would be a nice one for the podcast. Uh, we will be back again next week. As I mentioned, Charles Schwab challenge on deck at colonial. We'll break down everything. Maybe we'll talk more band and dunes. You know, I'll have another week to marinate. Might be some debate between Mark mm-hmm. and I on the merits of our ranks, ranked order of courses. Um, thank you for joining us this week. We will see you next week on the Walk It In podcast.